We're all looking for ways to maximize our income. So on today's show, we're going to talk about and look at ways to maximize and be smart with your income. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling Your Finances. Hey, we're at it again. The podcast that, that's really designed to give you great information throughout your financial life from the time you start working until the time you enter retirement and even through retirement. Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins here with Mo Param. Mo Param of Cloudvestors. Cloudvestors, a fiduciary firm recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey and helping you with the human touch and the conveniences of a virtual interaction and of course in all areas of your financial life mo your 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 topic here is right on for everybody in all ages of their life yeah yeah everyone no matter where they are in their working history in, in their working timeline want to find ways and just be more efficient and be more productive and really be smart with the assets and the income that they have yeah so whether whether you're just starting out or whether you're entering retirement you know being smart with your money being smart with your income just does just does world of favors for you and it really doesn't matter how much you make you can be smart with what you make yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Obviously, the more you make, pr- probably you have more options mm-hmm. ahead of you, right? More options to to invest, more ways to diversify, more ways to branch out. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, just being smart with, you know, the, the assets, the income that's presented in front of you shouldn't, uh, your income overall shouldn't have an impact on which, the, and, and just being smart with your dollars at all. Well, and some of these, and, and it's never too late. I'm saying that more for me <laughs> than anyone else. It's ne- no, it's never too late. However, let's just, for, for, for me and where I am in my life, it is unfortunately too late for me to go back in time and start saving earlier, but it's not too late for those, you know, in their twenties, especially mid twenties, thirties, save oh, as much man. as you can. Yeah, even even sooner than that, if you can, right? Yeah, sure. You know, hist- we can't change history, but what we can do with history is learn from it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I can't go back either, right? I just turned 40. I can't go back to my days of working on campus at the, at the college, at, at NYU, where I went to school, and, you know, say, okay, I'm going to save 5% of everything I make at the library or everything I make at the, uh, I think I worked at the housing office too, to save 5% of that at what, 18, 19 years old. And, you know, if I keep doing that, what that's going to turn to 21 years down the road, I can't, I can't go back in history. But, you know, if I were to talk to my, to my 19 year old self, that's what I would tell him to do. I tell him to go ahead and just start saving uh, something, right? It doesn't have to be a huge amount, uh, especially when you're starting off, right? When you're starting off, whether 18, 19, 21, 22, you know, this is probably the first time you'll have this first time you've had this amount of money come into your pocket pretty, pretty consistently. And so you probably want to spend it, you know, go to the movies with your girlfriend or whatever it may be. But if you were to carve out 5%, right? And, and I like the, taking a percentage versus just taking a dollar amount, be either one, yeah. and be disciplined, right? The percentage 
keeps it disciplined because as your income goes up, uh, the percentage stays the same, right? But the actual dollar amount increases. So that's why, you know, like tithing, for instance, you know, they say 10%, not actual, like a dollar figure, right? Because as your income goes up, that, that percentage, um, the, the net percentage goes up, goes up as well. But yeah, starting off, you know, when you're 18, 20, 21, whatever it is, your first job, you know, start saving for your retirement. You know, even if it's 40 years down the road and you're just like, what's retirement? I can't even think about that. You're going to do yourself a world of favors Man, um, it, with that compounding interest. You know, think about think about $100 compounding over 40 years. Exactly. Right? That's huge. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. And 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 that is huge. And, and retirement's closer than you think. Young people. Oh, yeah. young young people you know another thing too to help you save even more and i know that you mentioned when you were in at nyu and working in the library and all but you had a side hustle you were one of the uh elmos on in in Times square you know taking pictures with people you weren't that singing cowboy were you in his underwear Uh, oh no no that was not me that was not me i'm kidding you You were spider-man no i put my i put my application in but uh you wouldn't let me put my ukulele. No. I was in Times Square on time, and my 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 daughter was little at the time, so the Elmo came up. Let's take a picture. I'm like, sure. And then I, I didn't realize they needed a tip that they required yeah. a tip. But yeah. yeah, well, I understand they got to make a living. But yeah, yeah, you know that is one thing you could do a, a side hustle. And man, the, the opportunities are endless in that now. Oh, there's so many ways to make money on the side, right? You can do anything from like doing the Uber, Lyft, right? Kind of these yeah. ride-sharing programs. You can, uh, there's like a lot of Grubhub these online, and all of that. Grubhub, yeah. Uber Eats, you can do, there's even like these online surveys you get paid 25 bucks, 50 bucks to do, right? That's huge. Uh, yeah. You, know, you can do those consistently. Uh, if you have, if you have space at your house, right? You can rent it out, Airbnb, the Verbo, all these different, apps where you can share, mm-hmm. um, your, 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 uh, your space. Um, you can sell things online, right? There's just so many different ways that you can, that, uh, that are in front of you where it doesn't have to be your full time. Right. But even if it's just weekends, right. Yeah. You just work on a, a couple hours on a weekend, four hours on a weekend, uh, well, four hours on a Saturday, four hours on a Sunday, it's eight hours making 10 bucks, right? 10 bucks an hour. You just made $80, that weekend, that is what three hundred and twenty dollars a month. And it, it adds, adds up. up. It it's really does. Payment. You know, I did Lyft driving for a while, and I didn't do it um, at full time or anything. But what I do is I go out on a Saturday, get up early Saturday morning, and say I'm going to Lyft drive us a nice meal out tonight. And that way, uh, what I got from it paid for the meal out somewhere nice, and I didn't touch my my money. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's. You know, it's it's just all about being efficient with your time, effective with your time, but also just being smart, right? So yeah. if you have some time on your hands and you want to make some additional dollars, there's all these side hustles that you can get yourself uh, associated with and, and just start saving that money. Uh, we have just got, we're, we're just getting started here with this, but we've got a lot to cover. Uh, we're going to take a break, but we're going to look at being debt smart, being investment smart, and being saving smart. All of that is coming up uh, as we get you smart with your income on the podcast, Your Finances Untangled. 
How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning, the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch? That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. We're back with Mo Param of CloudVestors and your finances untangled. CloudVestors, again, a fiduciary firm, as you heard. I love the human touch with the convenience of uh, the, the virtual uh, planning and, and the virtual relationship, really. I mean, we, we're all accustomed to that now. You know, convenience. And that's mm-hmm. a good thing. But but with convenience, you don't get you don't there's no trade-off with Cloudvestors because you still get a person who knows you and knows your life and learns you and can best advise you. It's yeah, best of both you know, worlds, really. Yeah, these virtual or you know, robo advisors, yes, you can you can set a goal and say, I want to retire at sixty-five and you know, they'll put together a portfolio for you, but if you're saying, well, I've got this time on my hands, what can I do to maybe make additional dollars? You can't talk to your robot about that. Right? No, you cannot. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that, but you can talk to your financial advisor about that and, and you know, weigh out the options, weigh out the tax consequences, weigh, weigh out, uh, okay, now that I have this additional dollars, what do I do with it? Your right? robot so, doesn't know about your, your kids' soccer know. activities and things like that. I mean, it would be weird if the robot did know. <laughs> How was the soccer game Saturday? <laughs> they don't know that. Oh. You know, we're looking at being income smart. And again, it's never too late to start getting smart with your income and your money. And no matter where you are in life, if you don't have one, start in saving smart. And we'll look at other areas too, but build an emergency fund. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Last year, you know, with the pandemic and all, it you know having that emergency savings wasn't was was a was a saving grace for a lot of people, right? It sure was. Whether you were whether you were furloughed, you took a reduction in your income, or you know, even worst case scenario, that you were unemployed, you found yourself unemployed. Having that emergency fund is exactly what it sounds like. It's a fund in the event of an emergency. An emergency can be small, whether small as in value-wise, meaning, you know, whether it's uh, the hot water heater, you know, went out. So now we we're, you know, we're on the hook for five grand, and that's a smaller emergency. Or it's, you know, we're sick. Someone is sick in the household, and you know, we need we need to come up with twenty grand, twenty five grand, thirty grand. Right, having that emergency fund sets you sets those dollars aside to break glass in case of emergency, in case anything yeah. like that happens. It's not It's not uh, anything you talk to your friends about, right? It's not sexy. It's not, you're not going to tell your friends, oh my gosh, I've got three months of my expenses saved, right? That's that's not... But to me, cool that's really sexy now in my but, life. Oh my gosh. Because, oh you know, it gosh. depends on where you are in your life. I've been at the point where just needing new tires was an emergency. Yeah, yeah, you know, just... If you blow off four tires or two tires and you're and you go to your your uh, mechanic and, they, and they're like, yeah, you know, you might as well just get all four tires. That could cost you a thousand bucks. Yeah, exactly. Kind of you have. Exactly. 
So and and so that's what having an emergency fund is there for, right? Uh, especially as your family increases, your family grows. You know, you have kids. Kids are expensive. You have all these these things that might come up. Just having those dollars, it's not invested, right? It's not in the market. It's not fluctuating. It's literally parked in cash at your bank. I would say a high interest savings account. And how high interest nowadays is. You know, it's not like it was even two years ago no. where, where, you know, no matter where you went, you saw 2% as far as their, the, the returns on these interest accounts. But, you know, now 0.5%, you know, it's better than a sharp stick in the eye, <laughs> but it's, but it's money that's, that's literally parked to the side on in cash that you have in case of an emergency. So, you know, if you can't get to that three to six, six months, you know, start small, right? Start and start building. And and the whole point of you, you mentioned it before, Dave, is discipline, mm-hmm. right? Creating those habits, starting those habits so that, you know, when you do have your emergency fund set up, you've built the savings strategy, you've built, you've built the savings discipline. And now we've built and, and now we have your emergency fund, we can transition and, and transition those dollars towards, you know, other, other, um, uh, measures, right? Whether it's investing, paying off debt, whatever it may be. Well, that's the thing too, because we talk about the bucket strategy in retirement, but you can have the bucket strategy throughout your life. You've got the liquid money in emergency and as best you can make in a uh, savings account. But then, and this is where cloud investors can come in. You can have an investment bucket. So, and you can help your clients invest smart. Yeah. We talk about smart all the time, smart, safe, and smart risk. You know, money that's in the market, but some of but the beauty behind it being smart safe, if you want to call it, is that we're eliminating market um, uh, volatility, the downside of the market. That we have money that's smart, smart risk. You know, money that's in the market, but we're taking risk in a smart way. But also, as far as an investment strategy is concerned, too, it's how to layer your investments to build a comprehensive plan. So, kind of give you an example, we. The other day, actually, this is a good example. The other day, a uh, new client that came on board, husband and wife, uh, they're, uh, I want to say, late 20s, really, really early 30s, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Mm-hmm. Their plan is to be financially independent. So I, I love using that word versus retirement. Financially independent. Yeah, I mean, that 50. is it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it, financial independence is if you're working, you're working because you want to, not necessarily because you have to. Mm-hmm. The you your your uh, ability to work or your or your decision to work isn't based off a need for income to support your lifestyle. It's because of a want, right? You have enough assets to maintain your lifestyle, but they want to do that at fifty. Well, at fifty. Your 401ks, your IRAs, uh, your Roth are not available to you without a 10% penalty up until age 59 and a half. So what we're, but, you know, their goal is to essentially not need a quote unquote income by 50. Where we're going to, we're, we're planning on building what I would call a bridge fund, right? A bridge account to take them from 50 to 59 and a half, call it 60, right? That 10 year window where the whole goal of this account is to be spent, right? This money will be spent because that's going to be used for income, right? But we're not, we're not taking that 10% pre-retirement penalty that these uh, retirement accounts have. So again, it's, it's making these decisions today for your future self. But that's, again, that's ways of being smart with your money, right? Understand that, yep, I want to retire. 
at 50, 55, I know my retirement account, quote unquote, dedicated retirement accounts won't be available to me without penalties for another five years if you're, if you're choosing 55 as that age. So what do I do to bridge that gap? Well, you can do a side hustle if you want, or maybe we build a, a, an investment account that we know for a fact will be spent, but it will be spent as a bridge towards getting to your 401k, for instance. You know, and you mentioned that they, they actually, and you said maybe retired at 55, but again, going back to what you said, it's more like their goal is to be financially independent. They may not retire. I think it's refreshing. I'm not downgrading this, but uh, younger millennials, and you mentioned they were late 20s, early 30s, the, the way they approach their whole work life, and it, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Because we always were taught work, 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 work till you die, kind mm-hmm. of. And they're just taking a different approach with it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it at all. There's nothing wrong with it at all. I, I do a lot of talks here and there at different, well, you know, pre-COVID, but at different um, uh, colleges, different uh, chamber of commerce, so, you know, these different organizations. And whenever there's uh, a younger, uh, younger audience I get a lot, uh, a lot of times I'm asked, you know, work-life balance and how do you, how do you balance work-life? You know, and, and that is a common theme towards, you know, this millennial younger generation is, you know, how do I still maintain a life, you know, travel, spend time with friends, spend time with family. I guess that's uh, where I was going with it, how it's changed. And and then also work at the same time. But yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, they're taking, you know, what I'm liking is I'm seeing a lot of younger clients, you know, maybe even pushing off, uh, you know, buying a home, renting, saving. Yeah. Uh, uh, some have, uh, I have seen some that are, that aren't investing as much, which, you know, I, I you know, I, I push up more towards investing, you know, saving for your future self. But, you know, not getting into debt, you know, that's that's something that that's uh, another thing that's kind of refreshing out of that from from what I've read. I mean, and what I've seen, too, you know, they're being very conscious, you know, even if they are getting into debt, they're being very conscious of the fact uh-huh. that I want to pay this off. Right. Yeah. I may not have, you know, you know, nowadays, thirty thousand dollars for a car is a, isn't a huge amount for a car. No, I mean, that's a that's a decent you know, Toyota Camry, for instance, right? That's not a luxury car at all. So you you want to get something nice that's going to last you a while. So you may spend thirty grand on a car. Well, not about not a lot of twenty five year olds have thirty thousand dollars to put down on a car, right? right? So they're they're getting into some debt, uh, student loan debt. But what I'm seeing is this 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 uh, mindset of I'm not going to let this debt linger for ten years, right? I want to be I want to pay this off. And so that's a beautiful thing too, right? Well, it is. I, you know, I think I've shared this with you before, and and I'm 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 a boomer, a very young boomer, but boomer. So I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not bashing that generation either. But the older boomers, especially, um, I noticed this, and uh, the houses that my friends lived in when I was growing up were just very small and modest. And then it's almost like when the younger boomer, and maybe it was when they were called yuppies. Remember that? Uh, oh they, yeah. And, uh, and 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 they almost got into too much debt because. The houses all of a sudden just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it seems like the millennial generation, because you mentioned it, they're they're more prone to maybe rent for a while until they don't have to be in debt up to their eyeballs to mm-hmm. get into that house of their dreams. 
Yeah, they're, they're not, or you know, trying to do their best to put down more on a down payment. You know, trying to avoid yeah. PMI. Yeah, you know, they're 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 being very, and you know what? Probably, you know, I haven't done my research on this, but probably it's because of, you know, the what they've seen their parents go through. Well, I mean, it could be a lot of that. And, and you know, I, I'm just, I'm really trying to prove that I'm not that old curmudgeon that says these young people today, in my off, day, we did get this. Get off my lawn. Get, get off, off my lawn. lawn. <laughs> well, this is good stuff, Mo. I mean, it's just, it's just good common sense advice, but that's what you're about. You're, you're not about speaking over the heads of your clients. You're about working with them in their life and their unique situation and getting them set up financially. So, you know, and the ultimate goal for anybody is let's just, I like that, that you don't call it retirement because that sounds that has the connotation of you know end of life and it's not anymore because retirement could be 30 plus years but uh but financial independence you know that that's a great way to look at it yeah that's I mean, what you, retirement you, is really a good retirement that's, that's what a good retirement is it's you're you have the luxury to generate an income if you want right but you have enough um, assets to, so that working is a luxury. It's not a, it's a want, not necessarily a need. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the beauty of that's financial independence, right? You're independent. Your, your, your independent, your lifestyle is independent of your finances, right? You're, you are no longer needing to, to have to do certain things, right? It's more of a want. And, uh, that's a smooth ride, whether you're 50, 65, 70, that's where we all, as far as for me, working with my clients, that's where I strive them and want them to be. And that's what we do. That's what we do here at Cloudvestors is build plans, work with the clients um, in other areas, but really it's, it's all about that financial independence. Um, And so putting some of these strategies in place, and there's more, there's a lot more, right? But putting some strategies in place today, right? And you will thank yourself, your future self will thank you for the decisions you make today. So, uh, yeah, Dave, that's what we do at Cloudvestors. And um, every week, every Friday, we're, we're doing this. We're sending this podcast out. So for those who have been loyal listeners, always thank you. And for for those that are new to to uh, your finances untangled, thank you for joining us. Thank you for for finding us. But as always, share us, like us, rate us, review us. Uh, don't keep us a secret. No, Ed, let's get the word out because it's great information here. And one final note, I love that you said that about your future self because it's almost like everything you do younger, you know, the tube, you send the money through at the bank at the drive through It's almost like you're putting something really good in that tube and, and then shooting it off to your future self. If you look at it like that, that's what you're doing. You're not giving it to someone else when you save for yourself. It's just to you later in life. I um, like that. Yeah. I like the metaphor. That was good. Sending it in the, in the future. A little love letter to yourself in the future. <laughs> A little love letter to yourself. There you go. It's a romantic over here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm feeling that way today. Well, good, good, good as always, Mo. Good information here. And we shall do it again next week. So we hope that you stay with us here. And as Mo said, spread the word on your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. 
information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.